Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome, everyone, once again to Todd Chaser's podcast. We'd like to thank you for joining us in this very third episode. Now, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe, like, share, and leave us a comment. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Alexa, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and also, finally, Podchasers. Now, we're also available on Facebook. Look for us as Tide Chasers Podcast, and also on Instagram, Tide Chasers, with an underscore between Tide and Chasers. Now, since I got all the boring stuff out of the way, I know you guys are excited about this episode as much as I am. This week's episode will cover everything there is to know about snakeheads, specifically the northern snakeheads. Now, it's up totally up to our guest. Now, he may brush a little bit into the bullseye and, and maybe even one of his little trip halfway across the world to chase these, these big old snakes. Now, go, we're going to be going over some tactics, some gear, some lures, certain techniques, any other secret, secrets these guys may have, they're going to let you know. Now, I myself am a total googan when it comes to snakeheads, as this is only my second season. But lucky for you guys, my co-hosts and also our special guests this evening have been targeting these species for well over five years. So tonight, I get to sit back with a pen and paper, as you guys should do the same, with a bucket of popcorn and take all this info in. So at this time, I would like to introduce to you my co-host for this in each and every show, Mr. Dan Mancari. How you doing, everybody? Welcome. Thank you for joining us. I'm here with a good friend of mine, and actually, I'm really excited about this episode because uh, this guy next to me, Trung, uh, the founder and owner of SS Custom Baits, the original snakehead stalker. Uh, I've learned so much from this guy. He'll, he'll probably be very humble and say that he knows a lot of other uh, snakehead fishermen that are better than him. He's, not, he's wrong. This guy, I learned everything I know from him for the most part. I uh, I got started really uh, with bare minimum, and he kind of upped my game. So I'm going to introduce you to Trung here from SS Custom Baits, the Snakehead Stalker. Welcome, Trung, to the to podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm overjoyed to have you on board. Well, thanks, guys. I, like I said to you, Dan, I really appreciate this opportunity. You guys got a really good thing going on here. I will tell you one thing. There are a lot of better guys uh, – <laughs> a lot better snakehead fisherman than me so we'll get that out of the way <laughs> but uh 
So yeah, I mean, I'll talk about my experience with these uh, with these fish that I'm in love with. So getting in a little bit about how we first met. Now, I I remember distinctly being at, we we had like a group chat before we hadn't met in person, but we uh, found each other on some message boards on Facebook and stuff uh, regarding snakeheads. We shared the passion, and then we were we were in a group. I think five six guys, and then. Uh, yeah, that, there was one day I was out fishing and I, I caught a big one and this guy came up and, and joined me that day and was pretty, uh, pretty interested in the, the gear that I was using compared to the gear he was using. So one of, one of our buddies uh, hit me up, text message, yo, Dan got a 12 pounder. I said, what? No way. And he sends me the photos. I was like, damn, let me rush up there. So I, I pulled up. And there's this dude coming out of the weeds with like some waders on. You had some waders on. Yep. And uh, a, a, like a seven foot surf rod <laughs> and this tiny, tiny ass little, um, little mouse. And I was like, man, he caught that out of that. And I was, I was impressed, man. I'm not going to lie, but uh, it's just like flabbergasted uh, as far as, uh, you know, what the setup he was using. Uh, I'll never forget. I'll never forget. He goes, so wait a second. You caught that fish on that thing with that rod. I said, yeah, why? What's up? Yeah, what's what's up? He goes, no, 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 no. Just like kind of scratching his head. No, no, that, 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 that's, okay. That, that's okay. And I remember I was so excited about it. I was like, yeah, let me give you one of these mouse lures. Let me give you one. Like, he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, like it was just the funny thing because he was like, yeah, what am I going to do with this? I still got that mouse, man, sitting there. It's a souvenir. It's a souvenir. Damn man, car is special, man. Needless to say, <laughs> needless to say, I've come come a long way. I've my gear, my gear has changed a bit, and and uh, yeah, here we are. So now you kind of uh, you you came to the country when you were younger. Now, when did your love of fishing start? Was it before you moved? You're from you came from Vietnam when yeah, you were yeah. five, six yeah, years old. It's a, okay, I came here when I was six years old. My family, um, and I I really didn't fish until I was nine years old um, in third grade. One of my friends like, hey, you want to go fishing after school? I was like, fishing? Yeah, I've never done that before. Let's go fishing. So it takes me like over to a spot like under a bridge. It's like a little creek, it's a tiny little creek. And he brings just a rod and like a line attached to it, not even a reel. And I'm like, oh, this, this is cool. So uh, this tiny little hook, and we're just hooking like bread onto, um, you know, the hook. And pulling up like, he catches these like five-inch creek chubs. And I'm like, Oh man, this is the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> just pulling creek chubs out of the creek, right? Every cast. And uh, it's just like that spark that ignited in me. And so after that, I went out and I, I got a little setup and I went to the lake. I was like, there's got to be bigger fish down that lake. And so I started fishing for uh, sunfish. Same same deal over a little, little bridge and uh, just put bread on the hook. And then one day I saw, I saw a bass. It was like 10 inches. I'm like, man, that's a big fish. <laughs> so I, I tried to target that thing. I was like, oh, but it's not eating the bread. And then I started looking into reading books. I was like, oh, okay, we got to use lower space things. And then the first bass I caught was four inches on a damn rattle trap. I hooked that thing like I, I do my hook sets. We're flying out of the water over my head, man. <laughs> my man here has like an ultra famous hook set. Like you, you could, you could tune in to find him on YouTube and look up, uh, was it the snakehead stalker? <laughs> look up the snakehead stalker on YouTube and look at this guy's hook sets. Incredible. So, uh, we'll fast forward, uh, to the snakehead. Um, that, that's what we're talking about next. So with the snakeheads, um, I had been 
fishing for bass since I was like probably uh, like four, uh, fourth grade, you know, 10 years old up until I was like 20 something, maybe had a few lapses here and there. But um, I just started hearing about snakeheads around the area. I was like, oh, like my house got snakeheads, New Lake. Apparently they had been there for a while. I didn't know that because you never ran into them. So I started like actively trying to hunt for them. The first one I caught was like that big, probably like over a foot on a, on a Sanko. I was like, wow, that thing really, really gave me a good fight. About, about when was this? Like what? Probably like early 2015. Okay. So that really like ignited a new spark as far as fishing goes, because it's, it was like a novelty. It's like, never experienced anything like that i've fished for bass all my life anybody who's fished for bass all their life and it's caught a snake i'll tell you this you get bitten by a snake and like you know it's 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 life changing it's changed my life <laughs> so uh that's uh, that's that's how that happened i remember early on i think i might have found you on instagram first and you went by the name the snakehead stalker which you still go by yeah yeah where did that name come from um the snakehead stalker so when during my process of learning about these fish i had um run uh there there weren't a, a lot of youtube videos about snakehead fishing back then a lot of it came from asia and one of my good friends now um oz bangkok hooker he would fish for him on fry called stalking fry stalking and so the following year or actually there the that year, when I started fish for him on fry, I was like, I was, it was like close quarters because the fish sometimes you, you can, they're, they're just totally not shy. And like you stand right over top of them and you're trying to get them to eat a damn frog. And you're like, you're stalking. I was like, I'm you're stalking these fish. So I was like, snakehead, snakehead stalker. <laughs> there you go. There it is. And that was that easy. It was that simple. You know, I wasn't, I was just, I wasn't going to be calling myself the snakehead slayer or whatever. None of that silliness. It's simply snakehead stalking. That's still what I do. It's more stalking than catching. Honestly. I would say with snakeheads more than other fish, yeah. it, it is kind of a stalking thing because oftentimes, you know, they see you before you see them. Yeah, for sure. So it, it's often, you got to be in, in uh stealth mode for right, sure. Right. Now, you live in this area, which a lot of us snakehead anglers consider it the Mecca, you know, this general area around this area, yeah. uh, uh, Jersey in the Philadelphia region, there's snakeheads everywhere. What is it that you look for that makes you travel elsewhere for Northern snakeheads? Um, for Northern snakeheads, honestly, you know, as, as big as the size of snakeheads we get, let, let's be honest, we don't get like, crazy amount of double digits as like Virginia or Maryland get. Uh, it's just, you know, they get bigger fish down there. So if I'm going to try to go after bigger fish, I'm going to go down there. Um, also, you know, the change of scenery, there's only so many places around here that we, we fish for them. And uh, I, I enjoy just fishing in new, new places. And really that's a segue to uh, what I think um, as far as uh, fishing in other, other places around the world. You know? Yeah. I mean, for me, I totally get that. Uh, you guys, my, our guests will, our uh, viewers will know that I fish all over the place. One day I could be fishing Virginia. The next day I could be fish, fishing the very tip of New Jersey. I'm all over the place. I'm very mobile because I'm always, I'm always chasing something else. You know, yeah, I'm always yeah. looking for a trophy fish or this, this option or this option. So I, I understand that. Sure. Sure. 
you know, you enjoy the change of scenery and you you enjoy the challenge of fishing a new body of water, figuring it out. Not to mention a lot of the reasons why I will travel for snakeheads is because other areas will see them uh, get active a little bit earlier than we do. Yeah, that's we, we seem to we seem to be uh, a bit later. Should be kicking off here out of with this warm up the next couple of weeks, I would imagine. But late March, early April, I target them here. But I, I've caught them in January in other states. So, right, right. so I, I chase I chase the bite essentially personally. I just go where I know that they're going to be awake. So now, how many species of snakeheads have you caught? Now I know I know I think I know this answer, but how many have you caught so far? Um, so I'll name them. Northern snakehead was the first one. Then it was a bullseye snakehead down in South Florida. Then it was the giant snakehead. And then a striped snakehead as well. Okay. So that's four. Four. Yeah. Now, if you had a choice to target one of those species that you've caught so far indefinitely and you can't target any other yeah. snakeheads, which would it be? If, if, if uh, I had one, I would hands down giant snakehead. That's an easy answer there. Yeah. They're beautiful. Yeah. They're crazy. They get the, uh, enormous. Just everything about that fishing style was just, a, 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 you know, for a power fisherman, you can't ask for more. Um, the the areas that you fish for them, like um, probably the most beautiful landscape I've ever fished in was the reservoir in Thailand. Uh, that one year in 2017, I went fishing for them. And it was just a massive reservoir the size of like Bangkok City. Um, and like, you know, in the morning you woke up and you see like, it was like a movie. It was like King Kong. You see like mist rolling down the mountain and like all this vegetation everywhere. And, uh, you know, the fish themselves, man, you know, I mean, you burn the lures faster than, as fast as you can reel. And they will like explode on top of like a great white shark. Now, I remember seeing some of your pictures and videos, like the, the fry balls will be there one second yeah, and yeah, yeah. disappear. It's not like a northern fry yeah. ball where like you actually get to see them constantly bubble up. Like the fry themselves, are, you know, are, aren't tiny. The fry, I caught a fry on a buzz bait. And I, I was like, oh, and I caught, and, and my buddy, I said, no, nah, man, that's the fry. I was like, that's the freaking fry? Wait a minute. Like, I, I didn't know this. Like the fry get that big and they still stay with the mom. The fry was like that big. It was like eight inches long. That's that's like a regular catch sometimes. Yeah. For us so yeah. basically, you know the the um, the uh, analogy is you're playing whack a mole with when you're when you're stalking those fry because they'll die with their mom, and then they'll pop up somewhere else, and then the boat's gotta follow them, and you're you're like you're just waiting to throw a cast, and you gotta be quick though. Because they'll go right back down. You yeah. know where they are. Yeah. Yep. Now with northern snakeheads, as uh, uh, some of you may know, and uh, you can kind of really settle in and wait for the the fry ball to move around. You can follow it for longer periods of time, and and just kind of if you if that's your game to work the fry balls, you can actually kind of key in on those, and and they, they stay they stay around for a while. They don't really dissipate. They they'll dive and pop back up a couple feet this way that way, but. Northern snakeheads compared to the giant snakeheads, completely different ball game. Yeah. Now, do you have any plans to add on to the list of snakeheads that you've caught so far, like different species? Um, there may be a. I'll, I'll try to answer this question in two parts. There are probably a, a couple more species only uh, because you know most of the other species are pretty small. Really, the uh, one species they, they call it the. Uh, oh, it's not coming to me right now. There's one of the emperor snakehead. This gets a really bright orange color. 
uh, really pretty fish. It's kind of like a bullseye snakehead, like a shortened, fatter version of a bullseye snakehead. It's called an emperor snakehead. And um, the other one is called, I think, the uh, Jana Barca. It has like, it's it, they come in like all types of colors, like green, blue, um, and they have like three things on there. The side of the body looks like balls. I don't know if you ever seen it. I think but I think you yeah, showed me a picture. Yes, yeah, it's a really pretty uh, species. That's only like in Indonesia or something. And um, uh, the other answer, my other answer to that question is, uh, I'd like to fish for uh, like the same species in other countries. So like a giant snakehead, as much as they're one single species, uh, for some reason or another, when you go to like different countries, it's like they have like different adaptations. Did you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. Yeah. So like uh, a Malaysian giant snakehead looks different like than a Thai snakehead. It's kind of, it's really weird. Like Malaysian giant snakehead are really freaking pretty. Yeah. I, I will say like even the, so even as you travel the states where the Northerns are, yeah, yeah, yeah. you, kinda you like kind of target them differently yeah. depending upon where you are. I, I, I'll, I'll put it this way. I target them a lot differently here than I do when I travel down South. Yeah. You know, even down south, you can get on a, a nice northern snakehead bite with minnows, which up here, I don't know that many people have gotten into that 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 avenue for targeting them. I've never tried it. Yeah. Um, but I'd imagine there's a possibility that there's something with that. I'm sure, but, it but, would work, but it's just not, not really heard of. No, yeah. you don't. Everybody's all artificials up here, which, hey, I'm, I'm all for. Yeah. But but there is something to be said if you're looking to to harvest a lot of fish, you know, that's, that's a, that's a good way to do it. If you go down South, cause they get them loaded up on, on minnows and that, that seems to be the ticket, especially early season. Yeah. Now let's get, let's back up for a moment. Um, right now is kind of where I start fine tuning my gear selection for the spring season, which is going to differ significantly from as you advance to top water and everything. Yeah. Um, me personally, spinner baits can't go wrong. Chatter baits as well. Um, you have some inline spinners that are excellent. What, what three lures are you picking up every time when you go out, um, snakehead fishing early spring, early spring? I mean, uh, my favorite is a spinner bait. I just like throwing a spinner bait. Um, second one would be inline spinner. Third one's chatter bait. I think I'm, I think I'm in the same boat with you. Yeah. Now, I know when we first started, when we first met, you know, we were we were fishing some pretty. Um, I will say this: when I first targeted these fish, I was under the mindset that they were really like a topwater fish. Like I had it in my head that, oh, I'm gonna throw topwater for these fish all the time, and uh, it really limited me in terms of like being versatile. But you know, after a while, uh, after targeting them kind of opens up your mind yeah now i i know when we first started uh like when we first became friends and started you know really 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 heavy in the snakeheads we were using like the terminator lures and we were using yeah, a yeah. bunch of the other spinner baits and we just found that we we had a uh a problem because they would last for three four fish and, and the terminators were terminator was like the was best, the best of the, the best. best of the best you can pick for like um a, a snakehead lure. yeah you know, because of that, uh, that titanium wire. And then this guy here created the company SS custom baits and the rest is history. You know, he's with his partner, Tyler, they create these uh, spinner baits that are 
uncanny. They hold up. I mean, I, last spring I had 42 fish on one spinner bait until I lost the spinner bait. It was still catching fish. So overbuilt great lure selection from, from his company. And we'll get into that a little bit more in a, in a little bit. Um, this is my favorite season to target snakeheads. Personally, I find that um, top water is exciting initially, and then the fish tends to give up. Now, top water for me is, is an exciting thing just in general because you can't beat that bite. But as far as overall, um, you know, overall quality of, of the fight from start to finish, I've never had an experience where a snakehead doesn't fight from all the way in on a subsurface they seem to run more yeah they seem to run a lot more when you hit them a lot more head shakes i and i i i think there's a reason for that and i was saying earlier um so in in asia when they fish for the giant snakeheads they're when they're on a fish their primary goal with that fish is to actually keep it head above water as much as possible so they keep that rod high trying to get that fish to surface um apparently that gases them out so my hypothesis is that um, with northern snakehead, when you hit them on top water, they grab the frog, you set the hook, what do they do? Launch out the water and stay on top head shaking. Mm -hmm. It's probably gassing them up. That's why, you know, and then all you got the weeds all over their face. Yeah. It's probably calming them down. That's that's why you, most of the time you're dragging in just dead weight. Yeah, you liken it to like a wet rag, yeah, yeah. like a wet towel being dragged in. Whereas subsurface, they they continue to fight all the way until you get them on on land, and then yeah, yeah, both scenarios you get the death rolls shortly thereafter. Um, what is your favorite season of target snakeheads? Oh, my favorite season. Um, it it used to be like in the heat of summer with frogs, but um, you know, as I grew as an angler, honestly, it's it's probably like about to start. Personally, I know April. in the beginning, I, I didn't yeah. even target them until like June when I knew that yeah. they were going to start hitting top water. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was what, like maybe four years ago, I started, you know, mm -hmm. on subsurface. We're talking, we're talking northern snakeheads. Yeah, northern snakeheads, right. Yeah. You know, uh, northern snakeheads, it's just, that's just my preferred way to target them. And by by the time the vegetation grows in, I'll, I'll, I'll hit some top water sessions shortly, yeah. you know, here and there. But, you know, the, the, the subsurface bite is my favorite bite. So, so, so when is it that you change your approach? Like I look for the point where my, my subsurface lures can no longer move through the vegetation. You're exactly right. Like I'll, I'll fish up until the point where like my blade keeps catching onto something or I'll look for like pockets. Yeah. Even just like, like a, a line, a couple feet yeah, of like, like a cut that, you know, because a lot of times you get yeah. hits right into those cuts. But like, you know, with our areas and where Northern Snakehead hang out, it's all, it gets choked up with hydrilla mm -hmm. pretty quick. And that's just their ideal location. So after a certain point, you can't really throw um, subsurface anymore. And when you switch to top water, what types of conditions do you prefer? Now I've talked to like guys yeah, down south, yeah. like Stephen Camboris, and he, he prefers a, you know, an overcast day over, yeah, yeah. over, over, you know, the bluebird skies, but I found my best days have been, you know, those bluebird sky days. Yeah, It's weird. You know, you talk to um, like a lot of people down South um, in Maryland areas and they'll, they'll say like cloudy days and stuff. Whereas like in my experience, I always called them solar powered fish because it seems like whenever the sun is like blazing out, you find them in like shallow flats yeah. and stuff and, or just hanging out 
peeking their heads out of like pockets of open uh, hydrilla, um, waiting for something to come up. I, I've walked up on them when probably yeah. an inch and a half of their back is up right, out, right, right. out of the water, yeah. just sitting there in like, like, like an inch of water. Yeah. Right? You yeah. see the fins out. Yeah. Like three so, or four of them right next to each other. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, those were my my good days in my experience to target them with the frog in the summer. Yeah. Okay, so going back to that conversation, Adam, a little bit, your ideal timing of the day. Um, I personally, like in the early spring, mm -hmm. that last probably two hours of sunlight is money. Like, like magic hour for striped bass or anything else. I also find like when we're talking early season, the water's had enough time to warm up. Just when the, the sun's a little bit over the trees is my best time. Now, maybe because that's my only available time with work yeah. and all, but that seems to be the time. Like I, I had a couple of days where I had, you know, 20, 30 fish in a couple hours yeah. without moving. Um, what, what time do you, is it just availability of time or is there a specific time if you had, you're sitting here like, man, I really want to go fishing today. I have all day. What time are you picking out of the day to, to, to target them? Um, I would have to say, uh, for some reason or another, I haven't had much luck fishing for them before 10 a.m. It was like, this is going back to that, what I was saying about um, like being the sun, mm -hmm. being a solar power fish. Uh, for some reason or another, I just have never had luck. Like not never, maybe once or twice. Um, don't have much luck before 10 a.m. So like I'll go anytime after 10 a.m. until into the evening. Yeah, that I, seems to be my window. I, I can't I can't sit here and say I've caught a ton of them before. Yeah, it's in weird. The early mornings either. Yeah. I've had a couple of days where it was just started off really, really hot already. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. midsummer. Yeah. Um, and then the sun comes right up and they're ready to roll. But it's very, very, very few and far. You can imagine too, these fish, they have small eyes. Mm -hmm. So um, that might have something to do with it too. Now we're going to transition over here to talk about the, you know, how SS custom baits came about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, we've talked about this throughout the, throughout our, our friendship. And I know that you longed for, yeah. you know, a better product while you're out there just yeah. because, you know, you can have one of your spinner baits will stack up to maybe three terminators. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's just about quality products, quality. Uh, our, our Lord, our lures were born out of the idea that um, one, there was literally no suitable product uh, for this market segment for snakeheads. Um, not in America. You get stuff from Asia, but you know it's not really viable. This it's not really here. So I wanted to make one for you know American people, um, for the American market, for the the American snakehead market, northern and bullseyes. Um, let's take a spinnerbait, for example, the biggest problem you've run into, uh, you know, Terminator actually used to be really good quality before they sold to Rapala. And actually these days they don't even make the uh, titanium. Did mm -hmm. you know that? I didn't know yeah. that. Um, so I knew that cause you told me, oh, okay. <laughs> but I knew that that was my favorite spinnerbait yeah. and it was discontinued. I said, well, what the heck? Um, or I, and then I bought, I did end up buying some heavy duty ones, which weren't like really, it was heavy duty for bass, but like for snakehead, not much. Uh, so the, the biggest problem that you have to deal with, um, you know, wire is one thing, but you have two, uh, one, the hook and two, the lead composite. Uh, what, what we were finding out happening with, um, uh, fishing for bullseyes with the terminators, the comp lead composite was really soft. 
And so after a while, the 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 hole, the wire would start bending like this, and it would start opening a, a, a gap in the head of the spinner bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few death rolls into it, and it twisted the damn wire yeah. right off. And you come, you reel back just a wire, and then the blades. And uh, that would happen a lot with bullseye snakeheads because they death roll a lot more. Um, so early on, we we ran into the same issue. We we fixed that. We uh, you know add a harder um, composite into our lures, but and then you have issue of hooks. Most most hooks are fine for bass. If you're fishing with you know any type of drag at all, you let that fish run. A lot of times with snakeheads, uh, at least for Florida people, they they have limestone um, like drop offs and pockets in the limestone, and so they they fish with um, their drag locked a lot of times. And so you have weak hook, that fish is going to run and spin out your hook. This happens happens a lot, and so you know you you got to beef up every single part of your lure. Any weakness in, in your lure, the snakehead will explode it. Any weakness. It's a true story. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll never forget, uh, you know, you, me, Julian, Tyler, Mikey, we would all be lined up throwing our spinner baits, and I would bring probably 10 of them because I knew, you know, if I caught a fish, yeah, likely. Oh, yeah, I, remember, the, I remember you used to have a lot of them. I, have a, I have a big box, like a big spinner bait box. I do. I still have them all, but I stopped <laughs> using them because now I'm on the SS Custom. But I, uh, I got to the point where, you know, I was going through five, six spinner baits at, you know, seven to $11 a pop. You're right. like, Jesus Christ, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. Yeah, those were those Terminator spinner baits. They're like 10, 10, $11. Yeah. Um, and like, there were, you could probably catch like 50 bass on them, but like you go through like three snakeheads, you're done. Especially if it's a quality snakehead. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> Especially if it's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're done. So our, our claim to fame, uh, you know, our, like one of our flagship lures, uh, the Cobra Spinnerbait, named after the bullseye snakehead, Cobra Snakehead. Um, you probably have a record for Northerns. What, what was it? So I got 42 fish on one Cobra Snakehead or Cobra Spinnerbait yeah. with 39 of them being snakeheads, three bass. And uh, one, of, one of my other um, buddies in Florida, you got something in the high 30s as far as bullseye snakehead. Be, be prepared. That's it's going to get challenged this year. Yeah, guaranteed. It's going to get challenged this year. I think it's going to go down this year. Yeah. I uh, if you don't lose it, I I want to see how many you get. You got it. So so talk to me about a little bit about what you have in your lineup. Like what types of uh, what are your spinnerbait names and uh, yeah, we have, sizes um, and such. Our we have three sizes. All blowers pretty much come in three sizes: quarter ounce, three eighths, and half ounce. Um, with the exception of our big spinnerbait, we'll get to that. Um, we have the the chatterbait style, the Argus bladed jig, Argus uh, like as in China Argus, the northern scientific name for the northern snakehead. Um, that's our heavy duty chatterbait. Um, then we have Cobra spinnerbait, comes in Willow and Colorado, uh, Willow and Oklahoma. Um, we have the Dragon buzzbait in two variations. It's fixed and a free swinging. Um, we have two frogs, a large uh, frog and a smaller popping frog. The frogs are money, by the way. All of them are money, but these frogs are money. It's it's very hard to find a good frog it's, out there. It's a unique frog in that it's it's a. I, I picked it because it's a Japanese style. It's a uh, the style the Japanese northern snakehead fishermen use. It doesn't come with a skirt. It has a little blade in the back, which these days are pretty common. Um, and then it's it's weighted 
the hook is actually epoxied onto the body so that it doesn't come apart on you, which is pretty cool. It's some that's unique. And as if you're any kind of snakehead fisherman or just getting started, you know that they're always five feet further than where you're casting. His lures get you that extra five feet. There you go. They, they just fly, 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 and they get you right where you need to be. And that, that's the biggest thing is distance is, is key. And they float amazing and swim amazing. I've used them. I caught a lot of fish on them last year. They're going to be my only topwater uh, frog that I'll be using this year. I want to save one of the best for last, the inline spinner, which arguably probably has been our most successful in terms of uh, fish catching. Seriously, that, that lure is like so simplistic, but damn, it really slays. It comes in treble and um, weedless, so you can rig a swim bait or what have you. Very nice. Yeah. Now, there will be a separate uh, video down the road where we're going to get into uh, a little tackle talk. with. Looking, looking forward to that. I've yeah. talked about my lures all day. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we'll have some video, a video segment where we can uh, lay out the lures and see exactly what he has to offer. Right now, we're just kind of briefly touching on it, but there will be more information. We'll link up uh, his website, his uh, how you can get in touch with Trong through SS Customs here at the end. But there will be a separate segment. Um, further down the road, not too far down the road, where we're going to do a video portion, um, which will get uploaded to YouTube and the uh, the video podcasts and such, where he'll get to be in his heyday talking about all of his amazing lures. And I'm not just saying this because he's yeah, my friend. Yeah, my soapbox. I'm not just saying this because he's a good buddy of mine. The lures work. They're great. Promise you. I appreciate that, Dan. Now, um, are there, do you have any non-snakehead fishing trips planned coming up? Oh, absolutely. I always have non-snakehead. I've I, I really branched out as an angler, and I, I think you've seen that. I have. I have. It's It's been fun to watch. Yeah, man. You know, it's, uh, it's wh- wh- why catch one fish when there are uh, a ton of other fish to catch, which I, I, I'm going to plug my lures into it, too. Our lures have caught a variety of fish, <laughs> uh, big fish, you know, um, one of the most impressive one, probably like 18 pound Jack Raw. Very nice. Insane. And then am I, am I wrong? I, I believe you got a muskie on one of your lords. I got too. a muskie on my spinnerbait. Yes. The, you know, 17 pound muskie. This, this is another thing, you know, this isn't these, these baits while they're SS customs are designed to withstand snakeheads. That just means they're overbuilt just, for yeah, everything for else. Everything else. Because, you know, so yeah. it's just like that the muskies pike, you know, your chain pickerel, yeah. bowfin, they're all going to work perfectly for those. And I'm going to be throwing his, uh, his lure sack muskies here probably within the next few weeks. You know, I got a couple of muskie trips. I'm going to be jumping in and I, I don't see why I would try and grab for any other spinner baits. They work. Um, oh, I forgot to say, we got one other lure, our King Cobra spinner bait, which is our, basically it's the Cobra spinner baits, bigger brother comes in three quarter and one ounce. It's actually a little bit heavier than that because of everything else that's on it. Um, yeah, it's just bigger version. It's it's great for bigger fish like huge snakehead or muskie or northern pike, what have you. Now you know we were just talking about you branching out to other fish. I remember conversations yeah, yeah, yeah. in the in the past where you're like, oh, what, what do I need to chase other fish for? What was it? What was it that that changed your mind? Um, I think just the experience of fishing uh, place. Like I I never used to surf fish a lot. The more I surfished, the more I enjoyed it. Um, the more I, you know, went fishing in the back bay, the more I enjoyed it. Um, I did an inshore trip 
uh, down in Florida catching other species. And, you know, it's just, again, it goes back to that different, you get a different experience, you get different, different sites, different style of fishing. If money weren't an issue, I fish everywhere, man. I got a lot of species check off, just like any hardcore angler, you know, um, I'd like to eventually do an Amazon trip. Okay. Um, for peacock bass. Um, Very nice. Have you caught peacock bass before? Only the ones in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, our, our Cobra spin break got a Amazon peacock too. So I'm pretty proud of that as well. <laughs> Very nice. Can't be that. Yeah, yeah. You got a, you got a lot of, uh, a lot of chinks to, yeah. to, talk, to speak about now, whenever you, um, whenever you're targeting other fish, is it more difficult for you since you haven't been doing that the whole time along to kind of key in on what they're, what they're feeding on, what they're, what to be throwing, what, what, what you, where you should be targeting them, those sort of things, like all the details. You, does it feel like you're relearning certain things or you yeah, just kind of educate yourself before you um, go out? I think, you know, uh, we're creatures of habit. We, we got uh, a mindset going into, uh, especially targeting new species. Like you have an idea in your head what you think the experience might be, but when you actually do it, there's all kinds of curves walls that come into play. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you got to be willing to adapt, um, you know, to try to make it successful or not. And if you're not successful, you're still learning. I, I think when, when I first met you, I was like snakehead crazy. And that's all I would target yeah. for, for the first, I don't know, two or three summers you knew me. And then I just finally got to the point where I felt like I needed to, I needed something else because, you know, I felt like I, I figured out the snakeheads and I wanted to, to branch out and figure something else out. And I would always go back around. But what I did find is that my experience fishing for snakeheads improved me, uh, you know, my experience fishing for this fish or that fish. Yeah. Bass, for example. I mean, you, you target them both the same way. I'm not, a, I, wouldn't, I won't call myself a bass fisherman, but if I wanted to go out bass fishing, I feel like it would be more successful very, based off of what I've done. It's very, it's very similar. It's kind of similar in that regard. I, I take I like striper fishing these days. I take a lot of what I learned from snakehead and I put it to my striper fishing. Yeah, for me, like I, I'm I'm a crazy walleye angler, but fishing the river um, has actually improved my fluke fishing on foot. You know, because it, it's kind of the same idea. You know, you're you're ticking all on the bottom. You're, right, right. So there's a lot of there's a lot of um, you know carryover when it, when you're talking about different species. Now we're gonna we're gonna start to wrap up here. Now, where can we find you on social media? Whether it be your personal Instagram page, um, SS Custom Baits. Where can we find? Uh, how do we purchase your lures? Uh, currently, you can purchase our lures through um, our website, which will be linked uh, to this uh, podcast. Um, we're on Facebook and Instagram, SS Custom Baits. There, we haven't officially set up an e-commerce platform yet, unfortunately make things easier uh, for our customers. Uh, we will do that very soon. Um, in the meantime, you can just basically direct message or contact us through that email link in the website and uh, we'll, we'll get back to you. Anything else you care to share? Uh, no, I'm just uh, really, really honored to be on your guys' show. Appreciate it. Listen, when, whenever we started this, I was like, man, I, and I like to try, I'm trying to organize things in a, in a manner where it makes sense seasonally. So obviously we talked uh, striped bass previously. Yeah. We got stripe head, stripe, or, um, we got snakeheads coming up. It just makes sense. You're the guy. You're the guy around here oh, for snakeheads. You know, appreciate and then you make appreciate a, you thinking about me. 
you make a quality product that I don't think I could fish without it now. So all right. why won't I talk to you about it <laughs> and bring you to our, our, our uh, followers here? So this is Trell, SS Custom Baits. It's at SS Custom Baits on Instagram, uh, Facebook.com backslash SS Custom Baits. Uh, probably. <laughs> Search it up. Search it SS up. Custom Baits. <laughs> and then um, you can also find him at the Snakehead Stalker on Instagram as well. Um, I got to say, I love the baits check them out and uh beyond that we are we're going to be having a giveaway coming up ss custom baits we're going to be uh putting together a giveaway soon strong here has decided that he wants you guys to feel what we feel when we're using his lures and he's got something coming for us so small we'll be announcing little, that shortly small little giveaway for you guys what's up guys that was a really good show all right uh, glad, you, glad you thought so i know we haven't finished yet i didn't stop recording I was I was saving a little bit of time at the end for a little bit of uh, googling questions if you guys don't mind. Oh, oh okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I was I was doing a little backtracking, writing a couple of things down. So I just since I've only been doing this a year, I just wanted to know from the pros' perspective. All right, and this is the things I've noticed as I've been doing fishing for them. I've only done the top bar thing, so most of it's going to go with that. So when I usually fish for them, I'll get one to hit a frog. Mm-hmm. he'll he'll bite it spit it i'll bring yeah. it back in what's the odds of them hitting again if i throw it into the same spot like if he's already been stung by the hook will he you, you, the odds of it will he hit that frog again you probably agree with me for northern snakehead very likely, uh, very extreme, likely. likely. yeah extreme i mean i would say more more chances than not he's going to eat your frog again okay how, even how, how many times uh, i'll answer this question first uh, uh, for me, I've had a snakehead come back countless times <laughs> before he. I ended up sticking that. Uh, sometimes you you stick them and they'll still come back for it. It's that's, true. That's how crazy this fish are. I've caught the same fish twice in one day. Yeah. Oh, really? Same. Yeah. That's even crazier. <laughs> it still had it. Still had the the two little lip marks from when I pulled the lure out. You can't speak about every single fish. You have that one fish that hit once, and you're like, oh, he's gonna come back. And they never come back and like, damn, what the hell happened? But odds are for northern snakeheads, just keep trying, persevere. You, you'll probably get that fish. If you know he's right there and you didn't see any swirl moving away, he's still there. Check it right back in. And, and actually, and actually, another thing is, is like when when you when you find one that turns on, it's likely that they're all ready to feed. So there might be another yeah. one close by that's going to hit your lure too. So you know they they kind of compete like couple of spots i've shown you you know i've i've physically watched them compete for the same lure so i would always throw it back in there if you miss even if you hook one up and you you drop them off like halfway through the the retrieve throw it back in at them they're they're they'll they'll be they'll be ready to eat it's uh it's it's very contrary to um uh the bullseye snakehead like people like the you know a lot of people they hear snakehead they think they're gonna lump it into like one species it's like you know, these these two fish are like couldn't be much more different aside from they maybe they look kind of similar if bullseye hits snakehead hits you once it's gone like no second chance yeah now have you found like the, the demeanor between the, the the four that you've caught different yeah yeah everybody like everybody thinks like giant snakeheads the like absolute meanest thing right one no death row no death row. <laughs> Two, you got it in your lap. It's, it's like a baby. There. It stays there. That's it's nuts. crazy. Yeah, it's. It, I was like, you expect a freak out, like a northern, mm-hmm. right? 
nope, just stays there in your lap like a little baby. I was like, I was holding. I was like, look at this thing. It just stayed there until I release it. Yeah the, yeah, the the most action you get from a northern is a lot of times when you're unhooking the fish. Yeah. Northerns <laughs> are the absolute meanest of the four uh, that I've caught. Um, but you would say, I, I think you've told me this before. You find the bull's head are probably the most aggressive on the tape, right? Bull's eye, uh, yeah, they're pretty damn aggressive. I mean, they'll they'll tail, they'll follow and follow and follow until they get your lure. Um, uh, but if they miss, they're gone. That's the thing about that. Great answer. Uh, I got two more. I got two more to go real quick when we sign off. Uh, when you first find that very first fry ball, this is for the, the new guys, you know, amateurs. What's the best way to work that fry ball? And I've seen a couple of your videos on YouTube and you've shown people how to work these fry balls. I need you to just kind of explain how you work this fry ball. Just say from shore, you spot a fry ball about 20 yards out. What's the best tactic to just work that fry ball? Hey man, I'm 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 super aggressive. I'm sending a frog right, <laughs> it, right past that fry ball, and I'm walking it in. And two things, it's gonna tell me if that fish is aggressive. If those parents are aggressive, they're gonna immediately take it. Immediately. If they're kind of like, what's this? They'll come up and expect it, right? Um, they'll come up, you'll see them come onto it and like kind of inspect it. They might take it. They might not. Or three, you'll see them and have, they'll have absolutely no interest in it. I feel in that instance, those fish have probably been caught before or they're wise to, or they're just like, whatever, I don't care. You, you get that? Yeah. So yeah. personally, me, I do the same thing. I'll probably blast it like 10 feet past because sometimes the parents aren't right on top of the babies. Yeah. They're, you know, they'll be in a big circle around it. And you, yeah. A lot of times you're casting at a distance. You don't know how big that fry ball is. If yeah. it's been split up, sometimes yeah, they yeah. split up sometimes in two, split up in two yeah. three, and you're like, is there three, two three yeah. fry balls? It looks like you have fry balls merging. Right, right. I personally haven't fished a fry ball knowingly probably in two or three years. I just like the challenge personally. I, now, I, I guarantee you at some point I've, I've I found one under a fry ball, and it just basically the way I've always done it, and there's two ways I'll do it. You know, if you throw a uh, top water selection out there and you, you – drop it right in the middle where you expect that fish to be. And they, they don't, I just kind of let it sit there, wiggle it around, tap it, twitch it. If, if I don't get a bite within probably, I don't know, 30, 45 seconds somewhere, I'll, I'll reel it back in and, and recast like fan cast around the, the fry ball because the parents likely weren't right in the middle of their, their babies at that point. Um, if that doesn't work, I'll throw something like a, like a high tech um, rigged weedless on a weighted, weighted hook. And try to run it through the bottom if it's available, you know, with uh, vegetation. Likely not, but you got to you got to hit every angle. You know, if they're not hitting up top, you got to try and send something right through the middle of them, and that that's your probably your best bet personally from what I've done. Kind of, um, I don't want to say your last resort, but it's uh, almost like a secret weapon as well. If you're not getting any take on that frog, and really, there's one other thing that would take is a uh, weightless zoom fluke. That, that can be deadly sometimes I, to entice them to bite. I've watched, um, there, there's a, there's a, a guy named Brennan and I'm throwing my, uh, my spinner bait and I've watched uh, we're, I'm slaying on one side, he's slaying on the other side and he's using that weightless. Yeah. Zoom, yeah. Zoom sometimes uh, they'll, they'll destroy those. Man. Yeah. A lot of times actually, you know, it's not, it's not sexy, but it gets the job done. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. I like that answer. Now, uh, we're down to our last and final question for myself. What is your biggest northern dragon? 
your biggest PB so far in this past few years? Not that big, 10 pounds. 10, 10 on the dot. Is that the one? Is that the one you had on video? That was, yeah. Uh, yeah, down in Maryland. Steve Kimbors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I actually have footage of that. I just never put it up. But okay. yeah, that was, that was my biggest one. Mm-hmm. I got a 13.4 pounder last year. Like, uh, that's a good fish. I think it was like very beginning of June, still throwing spinner baits. Was it down there? Hmm. Oh, it was here? It was in the, the Mecca. I'm not going to get oh, into Mecca. names. Okay. You know where the Mecca I is. I, I broke off Pretty one. I, I broke one off last year. You Dan did? was there. Oh, it was, it was the worst. Oh, man. We're fishing, and he, this guy, I, I'm, I'm trying to teach him, right? He's, he's using like a, a leader. Yeah. And he's what, 20 pound test, 15 pound test? Oh, 20. Throwing, into the, throwing in the muck. I'm like, it ain't going to work. Oh, he goes, no. he sets the hook and it's like, boom, and the hook, his, his uh, rod's bent over and he cannot move the fish. And she's he's not like, coming up. She did not want to come up. And it just, I'm like, oh my God, that was a good fish. Oh, like, you know, man. good fish when you see it. It was, two, it was two fish out of that same hole. I pulled, the first one that came up was a six, six oh, and a half. Okay. Yeah, and then I threw her right back in there and then this one came out of nowhere. She Big rolled fish. on it and I saw her body. I was just like, oh my, oh, my Lord, that's a dragon. Wow. Word, words to the wise. Nothing but braid, straight braid. He's, he's yeah, I'm, I'm learning. Roll your eyes. I'm learning. Last year I was running. This is this is my setup. You'll probably laugh at me. It was like a, it was like literally an inshore setup. It's like a tsunami shield, carbon yeah. shield two rod. Uh, I was on my, my uh, Shimano. It was on my uh, what the heck was it? Stratic. Yeah, my Stratic. There you yeah. go. It was my 2500 Stratic, 15 pound braid. Uni knot to 20 pound leader yeah. and a frog. Oh man, this is so funny. It's like and, looking into a mirror and, and a gear he's using. This, this is like, <laughs> and this is like, this is just what happens when we switch uh, to another style of fishing. Like we, we can't, we think we, we were going to do something, but the experience ends up being completely different. And so like, that's a typical like saltwater setup that yeah. would be perfectly fine, you know, but what you, you got to remember, you're not just dealing with, the fish right dealing with whatever that fish is getting into right but and here's I, the thing i have a short little story to share as well <laughs> god i took um scott out last year uh-huh. same setup i mm. kid you not say what's with you guys at 15 pound braid and, and because 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 we're, she- because we're sheep's head fishing and bass fishing <laughs> probably so yeah like seven foot rod because we're lazy so uh he's, he's throwing out the frogs and he hooks him uh, it was actually end up being his PB. He, he hooks into it, and so he's fighting it. But you know, you can't overpower with that kind of setup. So he's fighting it. He's running around. Ends up getting him into a damn log, and he didn't break it off. So he didn't break it off. But he it was just kind of stuck. Then he was like, "Oh man, what am I gonna do?" You know what I did? I chucked that damn my damn frog out, snagged it on the log, and reeled it along. <laughs> He's like, oh, hey, my God. It's because you had the right brain on. <laughs> pound brain, man. <laughs> I <laughs> mean. Nothing, nothing. So, yeah, for it, he was like, oh, man, that's incredible. Thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, this this <laughs> this, this, this year I'm ready. You know, I got the uh, yeah. I got the Shimano Corrado. There you and, go. And then I 50-pound braid, and I'm set. I just got to yeah, learn how to. Fit. I just, well, I just, I just, now now I'm, I'm doing what you did for me. Yeah, you know, it wasn't that long ago. I was showing you how to throw a baitcaster, man. <laughs> I, I, I learned. I, I'll never forget one of our probably one of our first was it was that the first time that was like the first time after after the fish yeah right? yeah that fish that i met you yeah he he and andrew you, taught you me picked my brain for that so yeah. mm-hmm. 
he and Andrew taught, well, first off, he taught me how to spend $600 on a setup real quick, like, like super quick. Master enabler that I am. Yeah, and I, and I, and he, he did actually suggest maybe you should buy something a little bit cheaper. I said, no, no, no. I said, if I buy this setup, I know I'm going to force myself to use it. And, and the rest is history. Now that's all I throw for sink heads is a bait caster. So. I mean, once we get into tackle talk, we're going to have to go through freaking Chung's arsenal, man. He's got some like heavy mecha gear. Oh, he's got he's that. got some heavy mecha gear. Like every time I see him post, I'm like, "Yo, that 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 reel looks like it belongs in a museum." That thing's that thing's like the van stall of freaking baitcasters, <laughs> <Yes>. man. <laughs> he's over here powder coating them and making everything. Seriously, look- like I'll pull out my van stalls and everything in my house, and it would line up right in with his. His like, "Yep, these are my van stalls." <laughs> and not not to mention, like when I, I another thing when I first met him is, I, and maybe you still do this, but live target mouse was like our our probably our biggest. I love that lore. Our, our biggest lore. And he's throwing the 90T, which is like that big. It's like a six inch, well, seven inch lore. It, right? gets, it gets you far. You know? I'm intimidated by it. I'll be honest with you. I have them. I've and, never caught a fish. And I've only pulled big fish off that lore. It is a big fish lore for sure. Obviously. Here's my question When are we going to see the SS mouse come out? Oh, you know what? I can't say anything about it. Okay. <laughs> All Stay right. Tuned. Well, yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. I can't say anything about it. <laughs> that's all i'll say about that stay all right. tuned, folks. everyone stay tuned keep following us keep following ss customs you'll be able to find out all these new product releases if they ever do come but besides that any last words from you trump no sir that's it uh again thanks for having me guys oh, i do have a last word for you though yeah you know i have a boat you're welcome on my boat anytime oh, man, you want appreciate you, it you really? just you just shoot me a message you know we can do the backwater flat skiff all day. Hey, if you want to learn how to fly fish, that's my thing. Oh wow! That that wait, now you're enabling me. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Fly fish for snakes. Oh gosh. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm gonna do Fred, Fred Dewey's. Yeah, yeah, that's what I. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna see if you guys get Fred Dewey's on this because you know fly fishing. Yeah, you head, should dig it. You get it. He'll love it. Yeah, for sure. Definitely gonna have to reach out to him. But uh, besides that, once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. On our very third third podcast, pop third episode. Um, once again, that big shout out, big thank you for Chung over there for coming on, talking about talking ways. But stay tuned. We're gonna get there will be probably part two of this because Chung doesn't seem like he wants to stop talking about snakeheads, and I don't think I, either one of us wants to stop listening. So we're gonna bring him back for a part two. We're gonna go a little bit in more deep, a little bit more techniques, a little bit more more of his special skill. We got to pick that brain, you know, that, that big brain up there is going to give us some more snakehead info. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us and have a great night. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.